What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9, the game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. The brain, good times, come on, the Bears finally fired Matt Nagy. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. to the starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 98.9 The Game. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you on the uh, starting lineup. And it's Wednesday, you know what that means. And it's also first day of the month. That's right. Turn those calendars as it is uh, February 1st, 2023. And hopefully everyone is doing good out there. Uh, we got a good show lined up for you, as always. Coming up here on the uh, program, we'll talk some uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, last night. Cumberland picking up a uh, W, and Altamont also picking up a uh, W as well on the boys' basketball side. We also had some uh, girls' basketball games last night as well that we'll uh, tell you about and we'll dive into as well. And uh, there was also an Illini game last night as, uh, well, they had a little bit of a run that made the final score look better. But we'll talk about that uh, coming up here in a little bit with the Illini picking up a win against Nebraska. Hey, it doesn't always have to be pretty. And uh, we'll talk about it. And also we'll hit up on what else happened in college basketball uh, last night from the top 25 and the uh, Big Ten. And also we'll dive into uh, some NBA action that happened uh, last night. Uh, LeBron is showing off in uh, the uh, garden. I mean, I guess that's what you, what you do when you yep. take uh, the previous day off and you're well-rested and you put up a performance uh, like that. So uh, we'll hit up on that as well. And I don't know, a lot happened in the uh, NHL from last night. Uh, teams winding down before the All-Star break. Uh, so we'll hit up a little bit on that, and uh, we'll continue with uh, Eric's NASCAR countdown in the podcast as well. We actually have a lot of racing news to talk about in the podcast. Really? A lot of stuff came out yesterday, including NASCAR making some rule changes for the upcoming season, and a lot of people are not happy about a certain one. We'll talk more not about that. Not happy bit. about it. Okay, so I don't know about this the rule changes, so... Uh, we'll uh, dive into that in the pod. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, that conversation uh, for sure. So uh, stick around to the pod. And you can find that wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com under the uh, podcast tab. 
there on the website, fmrated.com. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the starting lineup would not be possible without my man meets, taking the insurance agency, a wet pools and spas, worth computer repair, and a Tatopolis Estate, a bank. We appreciate them uh, for uh, sponsoring the show. All right, uh, so we got a lot to uh, get into it today, so let's uh, dive right into it, and let's get it started, and let's set it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And uh, the news broke uh, this morning, and uh, let's not go away from what everyone else is talking about here on uh, the airwaves and what's going to be uh, filled of the airwaves for the remainder of the day as well. And we had a retirement in a baseball yesterday at Dexter yep. Fowler. Does this measure up to the retirement that came out today? I don't know. But we did have another retirement uh, today, and it's a take two this time around. For TB12, as he says he's retiring for good. As Tom Brady took to his social media this morning and also gave a phone call to uh, the uh, Bucks bright and early in the morning to tell them about the, his decision and that his decision is that he is retiring uh, for good this time. So uh, Tom Brady is calling it a career here on February 1st again. And again, I, I, I believe this one a little more than last year. Oh, yeah. Based on his play last year. Yeah. He was not that great last year. That Bucks team is in transition. You know, Byron Leftwich, the OC, is gone. Mm-hmm. A lot of those players are older. A lot of them, you know, even someone like a Mike Evans is getting up there. How many more years you got of him? So, th- this makes perfect sense to me. Now, I, I was kind of thinking he was going to come back because he didn't want to end his career the way it did against Dallas. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, he moved at some point in this season, Travis, where he lost that fire. He lost the passion. It's gone. Mm-hmm. The, the, the drive to be the best and to compete week in and week out is gone. And that's fine. Yeah, right. Then it's best for him to leave. Right. And, you know, it's a 23-year career that he, he compiled there. So yes. it's a, a grind every single day. You just heard Greeny uh, talking about that uh, Brady loved the process, not just about the games on Sunday. He liked everything about it. So he lived and breathed football for 23 years at a high competitive level. And uh, so, yeah, you can't blame him after all these years that after everything that he's went through, as I said, take two. I didn't realize until uh, uh, they were talking about it on a television today on a get up and first take that I was watching that uh, to the exact day last year, he announced his retirement the first time. Mm-hmm. So uh, one year ago, he did this uh, same exact thing, but he uh, wrote a long uh, essay, he said, uh, to uh, saying goodbye uh, to football last year. And he said that he used that up on the video uh, that he posted on his social media uh, accounts. And so he didn't want to do it this time around. It was more like a, about a 30-second clip uh, thanking his uh, family, friends, and teammates and competitors as well uh, for everything and all the support as well. So uh, it, it, it does feel a little bit uh, more real this time around just with everything else that he went through this year with the divorce and whatnot off the field. And so he kind of got beat up off the field and everything that he was going through 
And plus, it's not what he wanted on the field either um, with the results with, with Tampa. He did get into the playoffs, but... Yeah, he got into the playoffs because the NFC South was off. <laughs> yeah. All right. But here's my thing, Travis. And the game on uh, against Dallas wasn't that great either. No, it I wasn't. Mean, no, it wasn't. I, he had no run game at no, all. The offensive no. line was terrible. No. So he had to throw the ball like 66 times. But... <laughs> If in a couple months there's a certain team out by a bay <laughs> that gives him a ring and says, what will it take? Do you think he pauses? I'm not saying he says yes, but does he pause? No. No. You think he's you think he's he's gone? Yeah. For good. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think he's at peace with with the decision and I mean, he better be. Like I said last time, he better be uh, with uh, full eyes, clear, clear eyes. He be, he better be uh, done this time around. I'm not saying that it'll completely destroy his legacy if he if he does uh, go back on it again, but it would definitely uh, hurt him in the long run. And I I don't think so. I I don't I don't think that he would listen to anything that even the 49ers uh, would have to offer. I think he's done this time. How close is he to every quarterback record? Does he have them all? Um, I mean, if not, pretty much uh, all the one important ones. See, that's why that that's the only reason I pause. Is he close to the all-time touchdowns record? How close is he to he the yardage that, right? yardage record? I. To me, you can't. It's kind of like um, stopping at you know if Albert would have sat at two ninety nine and not gotten three hundred. I mean, he's a seven time Super Bowl champion. Yep. He's the all time NFL leader in passing yards okay. and touchdown passes okay. as well. Right. And he's a three time league MVP. Okay. I mean, Peyton has more MVPs. Peyton had five. So just pointing that out. <laughs> but. And I don't think it's ever been numbers or stats uh, no. with him either. So I don't really think that problem. that cares. We don't really know what it is with Tom Brady. We don't know what it is that makes him tick. Was it winning? I don't know. Winning, playing at a high level. Yeah. I, like I said, this should be the end. Yeah, it should be. After Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, should have been the end. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's already kind of uh, checked that off the list of, you know, he won a Super Bowl without uh, Bill Belichick, yeah. and that should put the argument to bed he, of, you know, was it him or Belichick all those years in New England? He has nothing left to prove. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally fine with him going away. Now, of course, there's two ways you could go about it. Is he the greatest of all time? I know your opinion. I know you're mm -hmm. not a Brady fan. Yeah. So I know you're saying no. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have no problem if you want to call him your goat, but he's not my goat. But I have no problem if you want to say that. I mean, I, I never liked the guy. Just never did. Like I said, too much questionable things around him. That even if he wasn't a part of, they were around him and on the team he was on. However, I am also a numbers guy. And... To lead every statistical category as a quarterback, I probably will have to say that he is 
I'll say the greatest of our time because I refuse to compare generations because the game is so much different. And it will continue to evolve. Yeah. Just because they compiled all these stats and played longer than anyone else or played as many games as anyone else, is that really is that really good enough to, to call them the greatest of all time? I mean, five Super Bowls, three MVPs. No one has thrown more touchdowns than him. No one has thrown more yards than him. What else do you want from a quarterback? It's just the way that he got those Super I, Bowls. I agree. But again, and the division that he played in for his entire career. Yeah, no doubt. But 30, again, 33 and 3 against Buffalo in his career. You can make the same argument for, you know, Joe Montana with the 49ers. The 49ers played in the West. It wasn't that great at that time. Mm, it's better than you think. I, I looked it up before. It's it's better. It's better than you think. The Saints had some good years back in the day. They were more competitive than Buffalo, New York, and the Dolphins were. I mean, the Dolphins, he has a 24-12 and 12 overall record. That's the only team that he really struggled against for, for the most part within his division. And, I mean, I guess the Saints, they were, he was 6-5 and five in his career against the Saints. He didn't do so hot there. Well, and here's the, here's the other thing, Travis. We've said on this show before, you play who's in front of you. You play who you're scheduled to play. You can't help it that the rest of the teams in your division stink. We talk about it with the Cardinals. We talk about it with the Dodgers. We talk about it with the Astros out in the AL West. Mm-hmm. You can't help it the rest of the teams stink. Yeah. You sure. play who you're supposed to play. Yeah. Does that mean that it, it it is less on you because those teams stink? Even though you still went out and did your job, you still went out and did what you were supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the job is to beat whoever is in front of you. And right. You can't really help that they're not very good, but it also should be a factor as well, I think. I think it can be a little bit, but I don't think it should be a deciding factor. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe not the 100% decider for sure. I didn't know he was undefeated against the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I guess in the regular season, I guess. Well, yeah, that's 7 true. 7-0 against true. the Cowboys. Yeah. Now, I want I want to move on to the more interesting thing about this because we all kind of knew this was coming, Travis. Like right. Now let's look at the NFC South. <laughs> Name me the best quarterback right now in the NFC South, Travis. Go ahead, I'll wait. Mm, a healthy Jameis Winston. If if <laughs> yeah. But uh Jameis Marcus, Winston, Marcus Mariota. If I remember correctly, let me look. He may be a free agent. Yeah. Is Marcus Mariota better than Sam Darnold? What I'm saying is the guy who woke up this morning the happiest in the entire country right now is Coach Wright. Um, yeah, new uh new head coach of the New Carolina head coach Panthers. of the Panthers with a division that is weaker than weak. You have one of the better established quarterbacks. Not saying great, mm-hmm. but I'm saying compared to everything else, it's better. You also have draft picks from the 49ers. Right. For Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Saints are gonna have some draft picks coming to they, them too. They will as well. Yes. Not I'm not denying that. But to me, the Saints, the big question with them is the health of, of Michael Thomas. 
Yeah, I I almost wonder if they're ready to just cut, cut ties bait. with them. Yeah, I, I think you should. <laughs> but there is not a flashy player in that NFC South. No, there is not a household name amongst the bunch. Next year, you talk about a division. It was already bad this year. <laughs> that division is going to be a dog fight. Yeah. Because all four of those teams will have a chance to make the playoffs because they're all going to be mediocre. <laughs> unless someone goes out and does something big. Right. Who is that? Who's out there you could get? I mean, there's a couple fish in the pond. Yeah. Officially fish in the pond. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of rumors. Yeah. There's a certain cold weather quarterback that uh, likes the color green that is, uh, you know, being talked about for different destinations. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that opens things up for a Tampa Bay now. Potentially. I, I actually was looking at something, Travis, and uh, we don't have imagine? time here. We don't have time Can here to do it. imagine if Tampa goes from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? Yeah. That's nuts. Well, and That's nuts to think about. You think about it. Okay, so <laughs> you got Jimmy G, who's going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith, after his year. Unless he extends with Seattle, he's right. going to be a free agent. Yeah. You figure that Derek Carr is going to get cut if they can't trade him. And he has a no-trade clause. So he's not, and you know. I was going to say, didn't he already uh, ink a letter saying thank you for yeah. the Raider Nation? Yeah. So, so if I'm Derek gone. Carr, why would I want to be traded somewhere where I, you can just cut me? Why am I helping out this Raider franchise? You guys, you know, you know what I'm saying? I would just wait. Have him cut me. Yeah. Carson Wentz is probably going to get cut. <laughs> Jameis Winston may get cut. Yeah, Matt Ryan's getting cut. Free agent. Marcus Mariota is going to be possibly a free agent and cut. So, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take a flyer on it in the this NFC South? Yeah. Because that's the division, I think, where there's major quarterback news that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah, and now uh, it's become wide open. And it, it has. Just be, might just be Tampa. Yep. Might just be Tampa uh, again, bub. Uh, this was uh, news that we thought that would come a little bit later when you th- say that Brady was going to take some time to think about it. Uh, we didn't expect it uh, in between uh, no, the, we did not. the championship games and the uh, Super Bowl again. Uh, but and also was kicked around of possibly we knew is probably his last year the way that he ended his press conference in Tampa that things were going to end in Tampa but you know we thought that possibly the Niners were in play with those rumor and innuendo for that we thought the Raiders were kicked around as well the Jets the Patriots the Dolphins you know they all kicked around uh, this notion but uh, Brady uh, went ahead and ended that as well, and uh, I thought that Jeff Darlington uh, said on first take the this morning or get up this morning that uh, he called Tampa the first thing this morning at 6 a.m. to let him know his decision, and uh, then he went to uh, social media to uh, tell uh, everyone else as well. So uh, Tom Brady is uh, calling in a career for good this time, and now he'll transition to the broadcast booth, you'd almost have to think, because he signed that deal with Fox, and uh, so he'll be uh, in the broadcast booth next season, it looks like. So yep. 
Uh, sorry, Greg Olson, you're being pushed to the side for this flashy new toy in uh, Tom Brady. And so we'll see how that all works out there. We also had some other news and notes from the NFL about a couple of head coaching hires that happened boom, boom, one right after the other that apparently they did not have any coincidence uh, with each other whatsoever. Uh, but I don't know if you believe that. But we'll talk about that a little bit later in the pod. But right now we got to take our first break and we got to talk some local sports when we return. Coming up here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the Universal Life Policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. What happens when Cupid hits his target? Your heart takes over. Let's see. First, I need the perfect card. Then to the florist. And what are flowers without chocolates? Wow! I can get everything right here in town. Now maybe the jeweler for something special. And, hmm, do I add doggy treats for Sparky? Now, reservations at our favorite restaurant, a cake from our local bakery, maybe a gift certificate to the spa or local clothing store. I feel great. I'm celebrating the one I love and helping the town I love. This is a shop local love affair. Every love-drenched dollar you spend here gets cycled seven times. Right here in our community. Spread the love. Shop local. The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Paler Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Niemer Steakhouse. So delicious, always special. Niemer Steakhouse. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. It's the final days to save big store-wide at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Right now, get deals on select major appliances and take home what you buy same day. And save an additional 10% on all in-store clearance appliances. Plus, get savings on even more items across the store, like up to 40% off select bathroom products. Hurry and head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Valid 126 through 28. Why do challenge flags only exist in football? Think how useful they'd be in real life. Like when you're positive it's not your turn to walk the dog. Challenge flag. The neighbor's kid says it wasn't their ball that dented your car door. Challenge flag. Your friend paid you back, but you definitely don't remember that. Boom. Challenge flag. Imagine settling a disagreement with an instant replay. Why isn't the world like that? I guess it's because it's technically impossible. But it's nice to dream about. You know one thing no one would ever challenge? Protecting your home and auto with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This needs to go to Parkville by 3. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? 
anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly. 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's talk some uh, local sports now and uh, boys basketball, girls basketball from uh, last night. Uh, let's uh, talk about it. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, start off with the first uh, bullet point here as Altamont uh, picks up a win, a uh, number 20 on the season as they defeated Flora 60 to uh, 28 as Altamont flexed their defensive muscles uh, last night as uh, in the first quarter it was close and it was only a five-point game at halftime and it was a, a strong second-half effort uh, there by the Indians as this game was actually tied at 12 after one quarter. Both teams were kind of feeling each other out and uh, dealing with uh, Altamont's main and main defense. And uh, Floro was throwing a zone uh, that every time that Altamont would throw it to the middle, they would kind of get their uh, the ball ripped away uh, from them. But uh, Altamont would adjust eventually in the uh, second half. And in the uh, second quarter, only three points put up by the Wolves in that quarter. And that wouldn't be the only single-digit quarter uh, they would have as in the fourth quarter. 22 to 2. Altamont mm-hmm. outscores them in the fourth quarter as again defense and uh, as many uh, uh, guys that uh, Altamont rotates in, in and out kind of wore them down there in the uh, final quarter. And so quarters of three and two in the second and fourth quarters for the Wolves. Not going to win a lot of games doing that. <laughs> no, not a, not at all. And uh, Avery Yarhouse uh, got it going in the second quarter. He had a three-pointer. And speaking of a guy that got it going, and that was uh, Dylan Elam, as he led all the scorers last night. He had 19, including five three-pointers. And that was huge in the second quarter, as it was only 17-15 to 15 at the time. And uh, Elam uh, shot... The three-pointer there. Maybe a little bit earlier than Coach Niebuhr would have wanted it to of holding for the final shot before the uh, second quarter buzzer uh, went off. But uh, you can't argue with the results and happy uh, that it went in. And it wasn't like it was a bad look or anything. It was right. just uh, it was an open shot. So Elam uh, shot it. And so uh, he uh, made it. And I made it 20 to uh, 15 there at halftime. And they just uh, kind of used that. Uh, to springboard them in the third quarter and then obviously that big uh, fourth quarter uh, finished things off there for Altamont. So uh, another impressive effort 
uh, out of the uh, Indians. You like to see that, especially after coming off the back-to-back conference uh, tournament championships uh, there. Didn't want to let down, and it was not a let-down performance at all. So a defense on point. Uh, once again, uh, Yarhouse, he had 13 points, including three three-pointers. Uh, Earhart, he came in in the fourth quarter, and he had uh, seven points there. And Kata Miller also had seven points as well in the win last night. So Altamont out 20 and a three. They're up to a 15-game win streak, and they put that win streak on the line against a team that I'm very interested to see on a Friday night as uh, their great squad is Nokomis. Only like five losses on the season so far in their own right. So I uh, can't wait for the game on Friday there against Nokomis. And uh, Flora, they're now 15-9 and nine overall, and they'll host uh, Carmine White County in a Black Diamond conference matchup on a Friday there in Flora as well. But uh, Altamont, defensive effort, wins it, uh, wins another one. Put another one in the win column for the Indians. Like like we talked about, the hottest team in the area. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yep. Keep on rolling for sure. And uh, Cumberland also picked up a win uh, last night, and that's the game that you were at. Yes. And it was uh, 57-31 over Sarah Gordo. Yeah, it was supposed to be the rematch, Travis. You know, double mm-hmm. overtime on Saturday against Sarah Gordo. Was, yeah. And Cumberland came out and said, uh, no. Cumberland <laughs> got the first basket of the game, Travis. They didn't trail this whole game. Mm-hmm. Sarah Gordo never tied it. Cumberland wow. led 18-11 to after the first quarter. And then they outscored Saragordo 15 to six in the second quarter to lead 33 to 17 entering halftime. And then they outscored Saragordo 12 to six in the third and 12 to eight in the fourth. It oh. was Cumberland just was shooting lights out. They shot 63 percent from the field. They mm. were 21 of 33, four of nine from three, which is important because mm-hmm. Saragordo was throwing out zone. And we talked about this throughout the season that this Cumberland team, when they face his own defense, likes to settle for threes. Yep. They weren't doing it last night. They were working the ball down low to Hendricks. Hendricks was getting double, tripled, sometimes quadruple teamed, still going up with the ball, still mm-hmm. getting it in there. He ended up finishing with 21 points. McGee did the same thing. He had 11 points as well. And Sarah Gordo just couldn't shoot the ball. Uh, 30% from the field, 10 of 33, 6 of 20 from three-point land, Travis. Wow. They were settling for the threes last night. And when yeah. these two teams faced off on Saturday, Sarah Gordo had three players in double figures last night. Not a single player in double figures one. for the Broncos. So, wow. um, talk with Coach post game, and he said, "You know, we're starting to get healthy. Jackson Bolt played some significant minutes, which is very key for the Pirates because that allows Gavin to play more free because mm-hmm. he's not worried about getting in foul trouble. He's not worried about having to take rest because when Jackson was out, Gavin knew he was the only big man, so he mm-hmm. had to stay in the whole game. Now, if he gets a foul, he can sit down. Jackson can come in." And relieve him. If he needs a break, yeah. he can come and get it. And it's allowing him to play more free, which is allowing the offense to flow through him more, which is just helping the Cumberland Pirates. And as Coach said, they're finding their groove at the perfect time, especially sure. since, don't forget, they're hosting a regional. Mm-hmm. They could be a little bit of a surprise, de- uh, a dangerous team come regional time, hosting it up in Cumberland. They play so much better in that gym than they mm-hmm. do on the road. And so... This Cumberland team right now, it's starting to find the groove. They're back to 500. They're 12 yeah. and 12 on the season. So uh, it, they're finding their groove. They got a tough matchup against Tri County on Friday night um, to try and continue their little uh, momentum swing. And as Coach said, he's like, I'm a little concerned about it because 
that's what happened to Blue Ridge. You know, they were starting to build some momentum, then they went up to Blue Ridge, a team they should have beat, and they lost. Mm-hmm. And he said, you look at Tri-County's record, they're not great, but they beat Sarah Gordo earlier this year, and Sarah Gordo's a good mm-hmm. team. So he said, you never know what can happen night to night. And so he's hoping the team stays focused, but they're they're definitely playing some good ball at the moment. Right, yeah, definitely playing uh, good right now are the Pirates, like you said, 500, 12 and 12, and also 500 in the LPC as well, 3 and 3. Uh, Sarah Gordo, they fall to 14 and 11, and 3 and 2 in the LPC. Some other action last night in uh, boys basketball was the St. Elm Brownstown over Dietrich in overtime, 73 to uh, 61. Uh, St. Elmo actually got off to the five-point lead after one. Then uh, Dietrich with a, a nice 19 to six second quarter took the lead into the half, 33-25. Also had uh, the game tied at 43 after three quarters, and then uh, at the end of regulation it was tied at 56. But it was all St. Elmo in the extra session, 17 to five. They outscore. The Maroons in the extra time. It was uh, Paulsley leading the way for St. Elmo. He had 23. Atwood had a 21. And Westendorf led the way for Dietrich. He had 25. Uh, Kidd had 10. Uh, Gephardt just missed out on double figures. He had 9. So uh, St. Elmo uh, with the win in OT. 16-7 and seven on the season. 2-3 and three now in the NTC. And a Dietrich 12-11 and 3-4. and, three and four. In the NTC, big win for Nioga last night over North Clay as they won this one 76 to uh, 55. And it looks like they were in control the whole entire way as Nioga, uh, they led after one by two. They extended out in the second. They led by eight at the half, 29-21. It would even extend even more in the third, 47-31. And then both teams, 20-plus points in the fourth quarter. Uh, North Clay with 24 but Nioga with 29 points in the uh, final quarter to uh, pick up the uh, big win for the Indians. Uh, Richards, he had 33 last night, including three threes. Uh, Reynolds, he had 17, and four of those came on three-pointers, so, or, you know, four three-pointers. Right. Uh, and Booz, he had 22, and a Fleener had a 16 lead the Cardinals. So Nioga improves to 8 and a 17 and 3 and 4 in the NTC. And North Clay, they fall to 16 and 8 and 4 and 2 in the NTC. That one was surprising, Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Good job by no Nioga. Doubt. No doubt for sure. I know that they played uh, Altamont tough last week in the yeah. conference tournament, so that's a huge feather in the cap for Coach Snow and uh, Dioga. They're beating the Cardinals. Uh, Totopolis, they defeated Newton uh, by a 20, 69-2049. Didn't start out that way for the shoes, though. Uh, the game was tied at 22 after one, and then Newton had the uh, 37-32 lead at the half, but T-Town outscores them 37-12 in the second half, including a 23-6 third quarter to pick up the win over the Eagles. Uh, Brandon Niebergy, five threes last night you know, for the shoes and 28 points. Uh, James, Nieger, James Niebergy also had 15 for Totopoulos. Uh, Nichols led the way for Newton. He had 20 points. Uh, Wolf had 11 in gear had 10 so T-Town now improves to a 17 and 7 and Newton falls to a 16 and 9 on the year. Uh, Pena, they uh, defeated Windsor's Two Straws by a single point, 41-40. to Windsor's Two Straws had the lead after one. Then uh, Pena had the lead by three at the half. And then Windsor's Two Straws led by five after three. But then Pena in a low-scoring affair in the fourth, outscored them 9-4 to 
in the final quarter to get the one-point win over the Hatchets. Uh, Pebbles, he scored a 20-5 for the Panthers last night, and they improved a 13-11. and And wins the two straws, uh, they were led by Chaney. He had 11. No other double-figure scorers for the Hatchets, though. Jordan, Austin, Winberg were both close with eight, but that was really it. Uh, wins the two straws now falls to 18-8 and on the season. In the Central Illinois uh, Conference Tournament, it was uh, St. Teresa defeating Tuscola. Good win for uh, those Bulldogs. 69-264 was the final there over the Warriors. St. T is now 19-5, and and uh, Tuscola now 20-4 on uh, the season. And uh, St. T advances there in the Conference Tournament. Uh, Paris, they defeated uh, LaSalle Academy 66-37. It was Alney over Charleston 62-41. And now Alney 17-5. On the year, Charleston drops to nine and twelve. Arcola they uh, beat uh, Tri County fifty eight to forty eight. Arcola now twelve and eleven, three and three in the LPC, and Tri County now five and nineteen and one and four in the LPC. And I also saw that uh, CHBC they uh, defeated Ramsey uh, last night as well, and uh, CHBC got off to a good start twenty to eight after one, and then they led forty to twenty two at the half. Had four players in double figures for the Bobcats. Uh, Radloff led the way. He had 15. Uh, Calmy, uh, he had uh, 14. Or Callum, excuse me. Callum had 14. Uh, Thies had a 12. And Bain had a 10. And a CHBC now 7-16 and 16 on the year by defeating Ramsey. In high school girls basketball last night, FEM, they defeated Charleston 65-2-10 in this one. Uh... FEM jumped out to the 24-2 lead after one quarter. And then a goose egg for the Trojans in the second quarter. So they led 43-2 at the half, did the hearts. As everyone getting in the scorebook pretty much. Uh, it was Nieberge leading the way for FEM. She had 10. Also, Beals had 10 points as well. And a slew of other uh, hearts uh, score in the scoring column mm-hmm. uh, for them picking up the uh, blowout win against uh, Charleston uh, there. And also uh, last night it was uh, Tatopoulos picking up the win over Altamont of 59 to uh, 36 there as it was uh, Nieberge leading the way for T-Town. Uh, she had a 17 and also a ton of other girls for Tatopoulos getting into the scoring column as well. And uh, Altamont they were led by uh, Lurkins. Uh, she had uh, 10 points there for uh, Altamont. And it looks like uh, Peyton Osteen had uh, 7. Uh, Skyly Klein had uh, 6 points in the game. Uh, there as uh, Altamont uh, trailed 19-2-7 to after one quarter. But had a pretty decent second quarter. They only trailed by 10 at the half. 31-2-21. to at 21. And then Topolis had a strong uh, third quarter there outscoring 14-2-7. There and so it's Topless picks up the win last night over Altamont. It was uh, also a Robinson over a Dietrich 75 at 2048 uh, last night. It was a, a close first quarter as Robinson had the lead as 17 to uh, 12, but then uh, Robinson outscored him 20 to 15 there in the uh, second quarter and also a strong third quarter as well. They outscored him 24 to mm-hmm. 7. And that's where uh, Robinson uh, took control of this one as Robinson now is 18-8 and eight on the season. Uh, Zane, it uh, looks like she had 14, but it was uh, Jones leading the way. She had a 20 for the uh, Maroons. It looks like uh, Brummer 
led the way uh, for Dietrich. She had 16, and Britain added 12 as well. So uh, Dietrich falls to 12 and 15 on the season. And it was Arthur uh, uh, defeating Marshall, 72 to uh, 63. So Arthur now 17 and 8 on the season. Marshall back to 500 at 14 and 14. Uh, Taylorville over Mattoon and Apollo action 58-37. Taylorville now 21 and 6 on the season, 8 and 2 in the Apollo. Mattoon only 1 and 9 in the Apollo and 11 and 14 overall. And I also saw that uh, Tuscola they defeated Windsor's Two Straws last night 46 to uh, 22. So now the Warriors are perfect still. 28 and 0 are the uh, Warriors and uh, Ella Boyer. Uh, she had uh, 14 points for uh, Tuscola last night, including her 1,000th point in her high school career as well. Only the 11th Tuscola girl to do that in their basketball history. So uh, she's in elite company uh, there, and the Warriors are on a mission this season, falling short last season in the sectionals, and uh, they are outstanding. 28 and 0. Uh, right now, and uh, they jumped out to the 20 to 4 lead, and uh, they never uh, looked back there. And I mean, the biggest quarter for Windsor having eight points uh, there. So uh, Tuscola picking up uh, the win over the Hatchets last night. And uh, action uh, for tonight, we only have one boys basketball game on the schedule. It's Marshall against uh, West Vigo. Uh, there we also have some eighth grade boys basketball tonight. The uh, Hudsonville Regional Championship is Mattoon St. John's against Newton St. Thomas at the 1A level. Also 1A, it's the the Cater Lutheran Regional Championship. It's uh, FEM Sacred Heart against Pena Sacred Heart there in the championship. In 2A, uh, Champaign and St. Matthew a championship game. It's Champaign St. Matthew against Arcola. The Stu Straws Regional Championship sees Nicomas against Central A&M. In a 3A, we got some semifinals in the uh, Cumberland Regional. It's Cumberland versus Newton, and then Robinson versus Lawrenceville. And in a 4A Mount Zion Regional, it's a semifinals with Charleston and Mattoon and Rochester and a Mount Zion in eighth grade boys basketball tonight. So we'll take a look at those scores for you tomorrow. Right now, we got to keep this thing uh, moving, and we got to uh, talk some college basketball, including the uh, Fighting Illini picking up a, another win. And uh, thanks to Iowa, second place right now for the Illini in the uh, Big Ten. And we'll talk about all that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, with pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, which means no additional bill if your business grows. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pi. It's as easy as Pi to get the savings you deserve. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now, so can it's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On ninety-eight nine, the game. Peyton Manning can think Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is. You can thank Jerry Rice for everything. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues are hoping to rest and reset as they begin their All Star break. St. Louis is on a five game losing streak. They enter the break after a 4 2 loss to the Jets on Monday. Blues sit in sixth place in the Central Division with 49 points and a 23 25 3 record, but they're only eight points out of a playoff spot. The All Star game, by the way, will be held at the Florida Live Arena on Saturday, and then the Blues return to the ice to take on the Coyotes a week later. Chicago Bulls blew an early 19 point lead in route to a 108 103 loss to the Los Angeles Clippers at the United Center. DeMar DeRozan missed a go ahead shot with 36 seconds left in regulation. Zach Levine turned the ball over on Chicago's final meaningful possession. Vucevic had 23 points and 14 boards in the losing effort. The Bulls are in 11th place in the Eastern Conference at 23 and 27. They host Charlotte tomorrow night. Chicago Sky are losing another All-Stars. Free agent Courtney Vandersloot announced yesterday that she has decided to find a new organization to play for in 2023. The four-time All-Star spent the past 12 seasons with Chicago, helping the team win the WNBA Championship in 2021. She scored 11.8 points per game to go along with 6.5 assists last season. The news comes less than a week after Candace Parker signed with Las Vegas after two seasons in Chicago. And finally, the Colts' lone pro baller will not be participating in the game as left guard Quentin Nelson has been replaced. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the sports and our hits. However, the Colts did have five replacement players named to the Pro Bowl, including Jonathan Taylor, as well as DeForest Buckner and Stephon Kilmore. Isn't Jonathan Taylor hurt? No, he's named a replacement to the All-Star. I guess not. Pro Bowl. But I guess uh, Josh Allen is hurt as well, but he's still going to play in the Pebble Beach program. I saw that, yeah. They can't play in the Pro Bowl. Well, we got to give Huntley that spot, Travis. <laughs> he's deserving of it. That's right. Yeah, don't forget it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about what we were supposed to talk about in uh, this segment, and that's college basketball. And in particular, last night with the uh, Fighting Illini, 
boy is this the we knew uh, it was uh, this kind of uh, team but boy is this team streaky as they showed it again last night as they uh, started out bad and then uh, i think it was like 14 to 5 or 12 to 5 early they began 3 for 15 and it's like oh my gosh what are we doing struggling against nebraska and then we got it going again but we only led by uh, like one at the uh, break and then it was nebraska with a lead late in the second half and then uh, a run by the Illini close it out but uh, gosh it wasn't it wasn't pretty to uh, say the least. Uh, it was like a um, 14-3 run or something like that to uh, close out the game, or maybe that was the run earlier in the game, but uh, maybe it was an 11-2 run there. But my goodness, it was uh, a streaky game uh, last night against Nebraska. But it was a win. It was a win, and they also covered as well. I was going to say, and it was 16 points, so there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, this was uh, – I was watching this game, ugly. getting ready for uh, for my game. And uh, I was concerned at halftime. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, this Illini team is not looking good against Nebraska. Right. We, we should have been way better. But the defense Nebraska. came to show in that second half. Yeah, they, they did. So, like we said, I thought this was a very big game. You needed this to kind of separate yourself from the pack in the Big Ten and prove that you are one of the top teams in the Big Ten. You're not a contender. Or you're not a pretender, you're a contender. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Illini, with the second half, did that. Now, if you could just erase the first half, that would be outstanding. Because that wasn't good. Yeah. But if you just look at the second half, it was a good game. Well, and it was just some moments. It was flashes of moments uh, here or there. Uh, but it just wasn't uh, a great uh, team effort. I don't think that uh, Coach Underwood said that they had uh, very good energy uh, coming into the game. Uh, you know, it was off the bench, Rodgers and Harris. Yeah, if you look at their point totals, it's not uh, great, but uh, they did bring some energy when they came off the bench, some energy that was kind of lacking uh, from the uh, start at five, uh, even though uh, Matthew Meyer did end up leading all scorers with 16. Uh, Terrence Jane had a 13, but uh, again, you know, Rogers off the bench. He had seven. Ro- uh, Harris kind of sp- uh, sparked the energy off the bench uh, with that run uh, late. He had eight points, and those two guys, uh, Coach Underwood, was very complimentary after uh, the game with uh, getting the, those energy with the bench uh, that just was kind of lacking from the starting five last night. Just I don't know if it was just it was a Tuesday night against Nebraska. It was cold outside, or or what, um, why you couldn't get up for the game, but it just seemed like they didn't have a lot of energy. Could it be a fact of uh, believing your own hype's the wrong word, but we need we should beat Nebraska. This should Possibly. not be a game. And were you looking a little past that to the fourth when you're taking on Iowa in Iowa? I mean, you definitely could have uh, took them for granted uh, for sure with, uh, you know, uh, some rankings had the Nebraska as like one of the the worst the shooting yeah. teams or worst offensive uh, teams in the league. So uh, yeah, definitely no doubt you could have uh, looked past them uh, for sure. And um, hey, uh, our let's see how many points did he uh, have? Uh, RJ struggling right now. Yeah, um, he is my guy. I, I kind of hate beating up on him all the time. Yep, uh, especially uh, five for thirty nine. 
And uh, he's uh, 13 for 36 uh, from three this season. Or he started off 13 for 36 from three. And then he's 5 for 39 from beyond the arc right now. And he was 0-3 um, on Tuesdays, 0 for his last 10 from three-pointers. So kind of hate dogging on him, especially just going through a, a bad stretch right now for RJ uh, there. Bub, Absolute uh, decent, just pointing that out. Decent, decent. Yeah. Not not great. Not outstanding. Yeah, not like he has been no. the last uh, couple of games. But again, uh, comparable though. to the rest of the starting five, like you said, it was decent, just like the rest of them. Right. You know, Myers let all scores sixteen uh, for the Illini, but it was only three for eleven from deep. Yeah. So uh, not very efficient. Uh, therefore, well, the Illini Mr. as Meyer. a team, Travis, five for twenty nine from three. It's like we never are. We almost we rarely yeah. are. Yeah. So, this is just nuts how streaky uh, this team is. You, I can't get over it. You put up 60 shots as a team. Half of them were threes, and you made five. Mm-hmm. Quit it. Yep. Stop. I know. It I reminds me of I some Cumberland so. games from earlier in the season taking on zone defense. I don't think. They're um, not working. Don't do it. They will. So, uh, they uh, win the game, and uh, thanks to uh, Iowa's win uh, over Nebraska last night, the Illini are now in a sole possession of a second place in the Big Ten. So, we started off 0-3, and, and now we're at seven of the last eight games, and we're in second place now, only trailing Purdue there. And we're back in Big Ten play, of course, as it's uh, all Big Ten games remaining, as we're at Iowa on uh, Saturday that game is scheduled for 1.30. Yes. And that's a 12.30 uh, broadcast start time right here on 98.9. I think noon, actually. Noon? But don't, Yeah, we'll, we'll get you that information for sure for Friday. Gotcha. But I think noon, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. All right. So uh, let's see. I think we're up against the clock, so we might have to save uh, college basketball for uh, the uh, podcast. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, do that, and uh, let's take our last break since we're up against it. And let's uh, finish things out talking about the NBA and talking about LeBron coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening. The starting up. It's not going to happen. I mean, Michigan's overrated, but... Travis mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on the 98.9 via game. As we're only here on 98.9, we just stay a little bit longer. So uh, let's uh, close out uh, the uh, program talking about uh, the uh, NBA. 
And LeBron James going off for a triple-double last night in the Garden as the Lakers pull it out in overtime. No controversy uh, here with foul calls as the Lakers won 129 to 123. LeBron doesn't drop that many points as you would uh, think about a triple-double. He only dropped 28 points, but he had 11 assists and uh, 10 rebounds for the king last night of the Garden. And it was a win for the Lakers over the Knicks. So, yeah, the well rested LeBron. Go LeBron. I mean, I, everyone could do triple double if they didn't play every game. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it says a lot that the he set out the night before one against game uh, Brooklyn and one game off, and uh, he wanted to come back and put a good performance in for the Garden against the Knicks. And so, well, LeBron uh, now stands uh, at only eighty nine points. Uh, I was gonna say, Travis. I think the NBA should just adjust their schedule. So that everyone could have at least four days off in between games. And they should just start in, you know, September and finish it up, you know, like July or August. Mm-hmm. And just, just do like two games a week. So everyone has plenty of rest time. Yeah. I mean, right. I, so mm. dumb. How many games did Jordan sit out again? All right. Why is he the GOAT? All right. Hey. That's my case. I mean... No arrogance for me, and that's a big problem in the NBA uh, right now with uh, the load management stuff uh, for sure. So, uh, like I said, LeBron only 89 points away, so maybe only two more games, potentially uh, three more games. Uh, Hot ticket item as it's projected to be uh, in L.A., I know, and those tickets are going even higher than the Super Bowl tickets and probably even higher than uh, Kobe's uh, last game or right up there. Uh, yeah, those tickets are pretty uh, ridiculous there for the potential to see LeBron uh, break uh, Kareem's record. So, uh, again, 89 points, so maybe only two or three more games uh, for that. So, uh, let's see. I think uh, we projected it would be like, what, February 9th, him to do it a long time ago? Yeah. Um, so, uh, that would be against uh, Milwaukee or uh, the game after that against Golden State. But he's got Indiana, New Orleans, and then uh, it's projected, I think, the seventh actually now for uh, OKC, even though that's not on any national networks right now. Uh, But who knows, ESPN might pick it up. Yeah, the L train, little Bron Bron. Either way, either the OKC game or Milwaukee will be, or the OKC game or against Milwaukee will be there in L.A., so... Uh, fortunate for that. How funny how that all works out there. Well, are, are we sure about that? I mean, he may need to take another day off. Uh, yeah, maybe, he, he may need to take a day. So, I mean, he may not play against Indiana. Yeah, so push it back. Yeah, and that game's on Tuesday, on Thursday. Yeah, I, I would anticipate it uh, being the seventh or the ninth there. Uh, the Bulls, uh, they lost to uh, Kawhi last night and the Clippers, 108-103 to their uh, second game of the doubleheader. Also a solid triple-double by uh, Jokic. As, uh, look at them last night, uh, national TV balling out. Uh, the Nuggets won 122-113, to 113, and Jokic goes for 26, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists for the two-time MVP there. Uh, the Heat beat the Cavs by three, 100 to 97, and the only other game last night uh, in the NBA was the Bucks and Hornets, 124 to 115, 
and Giannis goes for 34. And LaMelo Ball also went for a triple-double as well. Triple-doubles all over the place. They were wild last night. LaMelo Ball goes for 27, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. I guess that gets, just goes to show you how rare they're not in yeah. the NBA uh, these days with triple-doubles. Everybody getting them. Everyone gets a triple-double. Including LaMelo there. Uh, or Melo. Depending on what generation. I mean, to be fair, in. he is the better of the balls. So, yeah, I guess so. I he's mean, at he's least playing. playing. <laughs> he's playing. That's uh, all I could say about that. So, uh, is there anything on the uh, national networks tonight? We got on ESPN. We got the Nets against the uh, Celtics, and we also got the Hawks and the Suns as well. The two games on ESPN tonight. I was going to say, we will have uh, LeBron and uh, Giannis on the ninth. Hmm. So get ready okay. for that. We will have that right here on 99 The Game. That was just announced yesterday from ESPN. Ooh, so could we uh, hear on a 98.9 the record being broken? And we'll if, have to wait and see. If not, we will have the follow-up game on the 11th, which is Lakers-Golden State. Gotcha. All right, so we're up against it, and we'll talk to you in the pod. we still got more stuff to talk about, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Fitz and Harry. So enjoy more Tom Brady talk. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> Welcome in to the uh, podcast. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Still got a lot of things to uh, to uh, clean up here. We got to clean up uh, college basketball. We only had enough time to talk about Illinois. We'll talk about what else happened. And uh, we will get to some more NFL news and notes that came out yesterday about a couple of coaching hires there. And we'll also uh, be uh, talking a little NASCAR as well. Eric continuing yes. his countdown as well, and some NASCAR news as well. NASCAR about news, rules NASCAR changes. rules, and um, we'll see if we can get into some NBA, uh, NFL quarterback news and simulations. The NFL quarterback carousel? Yes, yes. Very well. All right. So, uh, first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports or anything? You want yes. To Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton is headed to the Denver Broncos. ESPN reports that Denver has agreed to acquire Payton in a trade with the Saints. Longtime New Orleans head coach had still been under contract with the team despite stepping away last year. The Broncos are sending the Saints a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick in the deal. New Orleans will also be sending Peyton along with a 2024 third-round pick to Denver. Mm. So we were waiting. Yep. He said he loved the atmosphere of Denver. Love the atmosphere. Loves the atmosphere of it. Hmm. And apparently I didn't uh, notice this on the uh, Fox broadcast during the pregame show. I guess he had an orange tie on on Sunday oh, as well. So, so then wow. why were they talking to Harbaugh? <laughs> I don't know. What are they? What's going on? I don't know. 
Well, let's keep the I don't knows going because San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator DeMarco Ryans is the new head coach in Houston Texans. Report mm-hmm. says it's a six-year contract for Ryans, who played linebacker for the Texans in six of his ten NFL seasons. San Francisco could already be in line to hire his replacement. There are rumors that Vic Fangio could return to the defensive coordinator job he once held under then-head coach Jim Harbaugh. Fangio spent four seasons in San Francisco between 2011 and 2014. With that being said, Travis... Mm-hmm. I think there's one team left at the dance without a partner. That's the Colts. <laughs> right? I think all the other coaching vacancies have been filled. Mm, yeah, I think so. As far as head coaches go, yeah. the Colts are the last one standing. Mm, yep, I can't think of any other. So why? Why? I don't know. They're just still waiting, waiting it out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting for. Are they for. really going with Jeff Saturday? I think they might. They might just end up settling for Jeff Saturday. Did enough in his tenure there he, to, get, uh, to get the job. Denver can get John Harbaugh for an interview, <laughs> and Indy hasn't even bothered to call him. Yeah. They're not going to be good until Ursay sells the team, are they? Yeah, I don't know. Have to see what they do with their with their draft pick, their fourth fourth selection. Well, Travis, we'll talk about that in our quarterback simulation that ESPN did because they are mm. featured in it prominently. Mm. So, good. Yes. Good. Very good. But yeah, those kind of hires happen to run one right after the other. Yeah. Like uh, Schefter reported about the Sean Payton uh, news, and he didn't report right away on the details of the deal about what uh, draft picks they were giving up uh, for Peyton, but eventually it came out yeah. uh, there. And then right after that, he reported about the D'Amico Ryans yeah. uh, hire for the Texans. And apparently uh, they had no correlation uh, whatsoever of uh, the uh, Texans deal with uh, Ryans. And, but it's like, it's just a coincidence that they immediately hire Ryans after Peyton goes off the board. Right. So, Know. I guess the, the Colts could still be in on Morris. Yeah, right. Your OC. I know he, he was getting his second interview. Mm-hmm. So, Right. But uh, the way this has played out, it wouldn't shock me at all if they just went with Saturday. The only other thing <laughs> is that maybe someone's waiting for the Chiefs to lose after the Super Bowl to interview uh, uh, Bielema. Mm-hmm. Is that the right? No, that's Bellamy. not. Bellamy, thank you. Bielema is our coach for mm-hmm. the that's fighting right. Illini. So... Anyways. Or another coach on the coaching staff for the Chiefs. Who's that? Coach Nagy. <sighs> He's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was us. We were wrong, Travis. That's right. Him and Trubisky should have stayed together. Mm-hmm. We didn't need Justin Fields. Ha! Man, now he's a hack to the anyways. Super Bowl. <laughs> he's a hack anyways. <laughs> Just ask anyone. They'll tell you. That's All the great. experts will tell you Justin Fields is a flash in the pan and that the mm-hmm. Bears should trade him and the number one overall pick for a can of tuna or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
All righty, moving on. <laughs> Bill, moving on. Bill's safety, uh, DeMar Hamlin, is partnering with the American Heart Association to spread CPR awareness. Hamlin is kickstarting a campaign following his on-field cardiac arrest earlier this month that left him hospitalized. The medical team who performed CPR on Hamlin that day are credited with saving his life. Now the pro footballer has created the 3 for Heart Challenge with the AHA, telling fans CPR could easily save your life or someone you love. The 3 for Heart Challenge has three steps. Learn CPR. Donate to the AHA to fund awareness and challenge three people to do the same. I like that. Turning a negative into a positive. Yeah. Great job. Um, The Titans are making a big change to their stadium in Nashville. As team officials announced on Tuesday that Nissan Stadium will change to a synthetic surface before the start of next season. The team president said, quote, ultimately, there's just a limit to how much can be done for a natural grass surface in this part of the country. The CEO went on to say this turf is cutting edge technology and will be a huge improvement in terms of consistency and performance. Travis, Mm -hmm. didn't the Titans just get approved for a new stadium? They did. Why are you doing a ginormous upgrade like this for two years that you're going to be in this stadium? I know. I don't know. No sense there. No. We'll just keep the no sense going. (laughs) Um, As the Washington Huskies won't be losing their offensive coordinator after all. As ESPN reports that Ryan Grubb met with Alabama for the program's open OC position, but will be returning to Washington next season. Grubb met with Crimson Tide head coach Nick Saban and several others on Monday as Alabama looks to replace Bill O'Brien, who was hired by the New England Patriots to be their next offensive coordinator. Um, If I had a chance to go to Alabama as opposed to Washington... Just think based weather-wise. <laughs> I think I would pick Bama. Everyone must have taken their dumb pills yesterday. <laughs> Tennessee star quarterback says he'll be ready for NFL training camp if drafted. Hendon Hooker spoke at the Senior Bowl on Tuesday and discussed his torn ACL he suffered back in November. The quarterback told ESPN when he comes back, quote, it'll be a better version of Hendon Hooker, the best we've seen yet, end quote. Quarterback threw for 58 touchdowns and just five interceptions over the past two seasons with the Volunteers. Hooker won't play in the Senior Bowl on Saturday, but accepted the invite to Mobile Alabama to speak with NFL teams. And as you mentioned, LeBron James, he keeps moving up lists, Travis, as he's now fourth on the all-time assist list as he passed guards Mark Jackson and Steve Nash in the all-time list in Tuesday night's game against the Knicks. James now sits alone at fourth. The 38-year-old is the only player in NBA history to be in the top five for points and assists all-time. He sits behind John Stockton, Jason Kidd, and Chris Paul on the all-time assist list. Hmm. So there you go. No one's talking about that. Where's the ESPN countdown for that? Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever. All right, um, since that was kind of a heavy football, do you want to go into the quarterback thing? Yeah, sure. Okay, so ESPN did a projection, uh, a a simulation, we'll say, of the offseason for some quarterbacks. So we're going to – this includes Tom Brady's news today. Okay, so this has Tampa Bay looking for a quarterback as well. So let's let's see how things play out, okay? Mm -hmm. So according to the simulation, um, Derek Carr is going to get offered – uh, the Raiders are going to get offered some trades for Derek Carr. But he has a full no-trade clause. So because of that, he doesn't accept any deal and forces the Raiders to cut him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ryan Tannehill gets a 
trade offer from the Jets. The Jets offer a fourth-round pick for Tannehill, but instead, Titans say, no, we would rather keep him. So, Tannehill stays in Tennessee. The Ravens tag Lamar Jackson. Yep, I've heard that. So, he stays. And the Giants extend Daniel Jones, which, again, I could see happening. Yeah, So Okay, now we get to cuts. Jimmy G., Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, James Winston, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota. All free agents. Mm-hmm. So where do they go? Derek Carr gets a couple of different offers from a couple of different teams. And who does he end up signing with, Travis, according to the simulation? The Jets. The Jets. The Jets. The J-E-T-S Jets. J-E-T-S. Okay. The Jets are still in their uh, win-now mode. They got good skill position talent, an offensive line that will improve with better health next year. And it feels like they're earlier in their win now window than other teams that would be pursuing him. Yeah. So, Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Where is Geno going? Stays with the Seahawks. Yeah, I definitely. Projected so. three years, 90 million or so. So, right. yeah, I would expect them to stay. I would there. expect that too. Jimmy G. Yep. Getting offers from the Raiders, the Texans, the Saints. And he's going to end up choosing the Raiders in the simulation. Going to Vegas. I guess to be a starter. Mm. What he's wanted to do. Right. So. Yeah, he definitely would be a starter if they give up a car. And plus, if you still have Devontae Adams on that team, mm-hmm. gives you a star receiver to play with. Good coaching, coaching in a system that Jimmy G knows. Okay. Tyler Hineke. Mm-hmm. He's gonna stay with the Commanders. Ah, yeah. that's not exciting. Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Travis, one year, Indy. six million. Well, that would be the Colts' mo. That would be. And don't forget, and before they got Matt Ryan in twenty twenty two, they were talking with Jameis Winston. Right. It makes sense. <laughs> now, this uh, doesn't have him being the head starter for the entire season. Mm. Andy Dalton. Yep. Red Rider himself, down there in uh, New Orleans. Yep. Stays with New Orleans. Okay. So, there you go. Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Signs a one-year deal with the Panthers. Okay. Opportunity to earn the starting job and get a long-term extension. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where else would want him, honestly. Blaine Gabbert. Uh, I mean... The Tampa Bay starting quarterback, yes. Blaine Gabbert, yes. now? Yes. QB1. Yes. He's going to stay with the Buccaneers, according to this. Two years, seven mil. Mm. It's an honest shot at a starting job, and it's more than Gabbert could ask for at this point, and Todd Bowles really likes him. Mm. Called him one of his favorite players, so why not? Mm. Okay. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh-huh. Falcons offer him a one-year, $5 million deal. Instead, he doesn't take it. Wants to be patient and see if a team situation changes to offer him more money, according to the simulation. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. we look at draft picks. So according to this, the Texans draft C.J. Stroud at number two. Yeah. The Colts get Bryce Young. Bryce Young. At number four. Who do the Colts or who do the Bears take? Well, not a quarterback. Not a quarterback. I guess not if they're in, if they're picking. Ooh, would that really be a good decision to pick Stroud over Bryce Young? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know either. 
But at nine, the Panthers get Will Levis from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At nineteen, the Buccaneers get Anthony Richardson from Florida. Mm. And at forty, the Saints get Hendon Hooker, who we just talked about from Tennessee. Yeah, rolling the dice with the Tory ACL. So this is how your quarterbacks look starting next year, Travis. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Arizona, Kyler Murray. We'll go the ones that are obvious first. Kyler Murray in Arizona. Lamar in Baltimore. Josh Allen in Buffalo. Fields in Chicago. Burrow in Cincinnati. Deshaun in Cleveland. Dak in Dallas. Russell Wilson in Denver. Detroit, Jared Goff. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you just had the Jets and Raiders. Both of those yep, guys, yep, both of those yep, teams are yep. would be in on Rodgers. Oh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Chargers, Justin Herbert, Rams, Stafford, Miami, Tonga-Vailoa, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, New England, Mac Jones, uh, Giants, Daniel Jones, uh, Philly, Jalen Hurts, Seattle, Geno Smith. Those are kind of the ones we know. Now, here's the fun ones. Atlanta, Desmond Ryder. Gosh. Wasn't he uh oh that was Isaiah Ryder who was a basketball player. Uh Carolina, a battle between Sam Darnold and Will Levis. Boy. Yep, a lot of good things for them, I think. <laughs> Houston, CJ Stroud. Yeah, there's a lot of hype behind Will Lev- Levis, so we'll see if it works out. CJ Stroud for uh Houston. Mm, throwing out a rookie. Indy, Jameis Winston and Bryce Young. That could be fun. With Jonathan Taylor healthy? Could be an interesting offense. Not gonna lie, yeah, that could be could be fun to give Bryce Young a little yep. bit of time and not be the starter right away. I think that definitely helps him for his career. So I wouldn't mind that. Washington, Sam Howell, and Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. So they're battling for QB one status. Tampa Bay, Blaine Gabbert and Anthony Richardson. San Francisco, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. There he is. New Orleans, Andy Dalton and Hendon Hooker. And finally, the Jets, Derek Carr and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Out of those teams that we just mentioned, those those last ones, I hate to say it, but I think Indy would probably be one of the better situations. Mm, Yeah. I mean, obviously, San Francisco having Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, but at sure. what point do you give up on Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm there yet, but you have to be getting really close. Yeah. I would think. Out of the new out of the new scenarios, yeah, Indy is definitely intriguing for sure. Um, I mean, any listen to the – we talked earlier in the show about the NFC South, Travis. Listen to those quarterbacks. Desmond Ryder in Atlanta. Uh, Blaine Gabbert and Anthony Richardson in Tampa Bay, Andy Dalton, Hendon Hooker in New Orleans, and Sam Darnold, Will Levis in Carolina. Gosh, yep. I mean, all it's, QB1s, all deserving yep, QB, QB1s. It's about as uh, as ugly as I imagined when Tom Brady left this division. Think about it. 2023-2024, division-winning quarterback Andy Dalton. Just mm. think about it. Just, just say those words out loud to yourself. Possibly. You'll laugh on the inside just like I am right now. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, who everyone says his best years were behind him. Yep. Like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, I guess he would still try to hold it together to get off to Hooker when he becomes healthy. Yep. I guess. So. so, 
that was simulating uh, NFL quarterbacks around the league. So there you go. There you go. All right. So what are we moving to next? Let's see here. Uh, let's uh, move on do. and uh, clean up uh, college yeah. basketball. Uh, last night, uh, Alabama, they destroyed a Vanderbilt 101 to 44. 101 to 44. Only scored 15 points at the half. So, Kansas over at Kansas State. And uh, so, uh, Kansas gets a little bit of revenge for the uh, uh, Wildcats upsetting them the other week. 90 to 78. They won this time around. Showing why Kansas State will always be the little brother to Kansas. They just beat them, though. I know, but. Well, I guess a strong first half for the Jayhawks really is what what got them. They were even there in the second uh, half. TCU over West Virginia, 76-72. It was Boston College over uh, number 20 Clemson, 62-54. Indiana goes down as Maryland wins this one 66-55. to So, rough night for the Hoosiers. Travis, I am so glad that we already played Maryland at Maryland because they are 12-1 and at home. Yeah, 12-1. and Very good. 12 out of their 15 wins have been at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're very good there. I'm so glad the Big Ten tournament is not in Maryland. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Not out west or not out east. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. Uh, but it will go out west uh, soon enough. Uh, don't remind me. I think it'll be like a couple of years. It'll be like Staples Center or something. Travis, or I am already dreading those schedules Vegas. because we'll have Cardinals that I'll be trying to figure out. And we'll have a late start times on the west coast. Uh, Nightmare. Yeah, as I say, if, if you got used to the 8 o'clock start times before, you'll have to in a couple of years. Uh, Nevada, they beat San Diego State 75-66. It's Miami over Virginia Tech 92-83. And, hey, UConn can win a game. They beat DePaul 92-76 there last night. And, uh, like I mentioned, Iowa beat Northwestern 86-70 last night. So, uh, Illinois in a sole possession of second place in the uh, Big Ten. The first place goes to the uh, Purdue uh, Boilermakers, and uh, those uh, Boilermakers and uh, Zach Eady will be back in action uh, tonight as they're hosting uh, Penn State, currently uh, Purdue favored by 10 points in uh, this one. It's number 17, Providence, against 16, Xavier. Number 2, Tennessee, against Florida. Georgia against number 25, Auburn, and Villanova. At number 14, Marquette, the top 25 action tonight. And the only other game in the Big Ten, besides the Purdue-Penn State game, is Minnesota and Rutgers at the rack. Minnesota. Minnesota, 1-5 away from home versus 12-2 Rutgers at the rack. Mm. So, there you go. There's cleaning up basketball. All right. Um, let's see here. I went through the NFL news and notes. We went through the uh, carousel there. Mm, let's see. Is there anything that we needed to get to before NASCAR? I feel like there was something else I was missing. Maybe not. Not that I have. Mm. Uh, looks like uh, Brianna Stewart is uh, going to the Liberty, New York Liberty. So, 
It's a big free agent signing in WNBA. The Liberty getting a two-time champion, hmm. Brown Stewart, one of the uh, better uh, players in the WNBA. And also, before we get to uh, the NASCAR uh, news about uh, the rule changes and uh, your countdown of uh, 75 yes. moments, countdown to uh, Daytona, saw that uh, yesterday that Chad Green has a new team. I did see that. Toronto Blue Jays. I think we're just waiting on Jackson Profar now. Oh, gosh. And then we'll be done with our, our MLB free agent uh, pick them that we did. Did we did we guess where Chad was going to go? We did, yeah. Did you say the Cardinals? I did. <laughs> I thought so. I, I was wanting it to happen. I don't remember who I said, but well, I let probably me. agreed with you. But uh, he agreed on a, a two-year $8.5 million uh, deal, and the deal includes options for 2025 and 2026 that could be worth 29.25 million over four the uh, four seasons, and they would depend on some uh, conditional. Those options would be on appearance base uh, basis there after he's uh, coming off his uh, Tommy John surgery. You said the Mets. Oh, the Mets. Why would I? Why would I? I say yeah. I guess I. They was just moving across the. Yeah, River, I guess. well, and the Mets were spending money on everyone else, so. I guess so. Did Nathan Ivaldi uh, ever sign with anyone? Yeah, he was with the Rangers, right? Okay, then, yes, we are just waiting on Jackson Profar. Ivaldi. Jerkson. Jer- Jer- Jerkson. Yeah, he signed with the Rangers. Okay. So we both got that one wrong. We both got Chad Green wrong. Boy, Travis, we we did great. Not so good in this. Uh... Not so good. So we're waiting on Profar. You said the Reds. I said the Mariners. Hmm. So. Yep. We wait for the final shoe to drop. Yep. Other than that, we are all all done and caught up. And yeah. Anyways. All right. You ready for some NASCAR news and uh, notes and just a little bit of Rule everything? Rule changes. Rule changes. Well, before we get into Na- NASCAR, official NASCAR, Travis, we're going to everyone's favorite spinoff system, the SRX. <laughs> because they're making more news. More news. More news from the SRX. And this is actually kind of big news. And that is that uh, Mr. Denny Hamlin... Mm-hmm. Is going to be racing in the SRX this year. SRX. So he joins Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney and all these NASCAR guys who now are doing it. Now he's just doing them one race, the season opening race, but he's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. The SRX also announced that there will be four drivers, four new drivers, I should say, who are joining the series full time and will race for the championship. Mm-hmm. And those four drivers are Bobby Labonte. Mm-hmm. Former Cup Series champion, Ryan Newman. Okay. Everyone remembers Ryan Newman. I do. Haley Deegan, who is racing full-time in the Truck Series, so she's going to race full-time in the SRX, do their six races, as well as the Truck Series. Mm-hmm. And Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski. Is going to do the entire series. Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, shocking. Hmm. He's a team owner in NASCAR. 
Yeah. He's not just a racer. He's a team owner still actively. Hmm. His team was not good last year. You'd think you'd want to put all your time, effort, and energy into that car. But Brad said in Twitter, and as we found out in our countdown yesterday of NASCAR, Brad knows all about Twitter. Um, yes. He uh, he said, quote, when, when you know SRX announced this, uh, he said, more tracks equals more chances to win in 2023. Yeah. So he just what? wants to chase trophies. Just wants to win. He just wants to win. Which I guess if I'm a driver and I haven't won in a while, I'll go anywhere to get get a win. <laughs> I guess. So, all right, let's talk about these rule changes. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have just a list? Okay, we kind of have a list. All right, so we'll start with some of the, the uh, not so much, the damage vehicle policy. We've, we've talked about that before. It has been extended a minute, so it'll now be seven minutes instead of six. That's not really much of a, not much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh, we saw some tires falling off throughout the year. Sure. Those uh, will now be uh, two race suspensions for crew chief, for crew chief and crew members. So that's kind of a, a big deal. Um, the choose rule which is where you can choose whether you want to be on the high side or the low side um, and restarts. Those are now being uh, included on super speedways and the dirt track events, which Mm. they were not last year. So that's Mm. okay. Um, Playoff eligibility. We talked about this NASCAR in the top series. um, You were required to be in the top 30. So yeah. even like entering that uh, final race at Daytona, there were some drivers that even if they won, wouldn't be in the top 30 in points, so it, they wouldn't get in the playoffs. They've got rid of that rule. You now do not have to be in the top 30 to be in the playoffs. The only thing you have to do is that you will need to be able to participate in every event unless you have been granted a waiver. So if a driver who is 35th in points goes to Daytona, which we know is a wild card track, and wins, he will get a spot in the playoffs. Wow. This is, that is dumb. As I say, I don't know. It's a guy who's 35th who gets lucky and wins a race. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying Daytona. Let's talk the road courses or anywhere. Anywhere. Where a guy just wins. Yep, he's playoff. Is el- he playoff eligible? I don't think so. Mm. Wow. He's taken up a spot that could go to another driver. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, I'm just going to throw out a name of a bad driver. Sorry if you're a fan of these drivers or cars out there. But B.J. McLeod. B.J. McLeod is a great guy. Everyone likes him. But he is 34th in points every year because he doesn't have great equipment. If he goes out and somehow wins Daytona. Yep. Or a... Um, Corey LaJoy, who was winning at Atlanta when Chase Elliott wrecked him last year... At the end of that race, if he wins that race and let's say Ryan Blaney last year gets knocked out of the playoffs because of that, mm-hmm. is Corey LaJoy more of a championship threat than Ryan Blaney is? No, no. not at all. No. So I don't know why you do this. This feels like a really dumb rule, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it does seem kind of. Not very... Uh, no, no. 
Not very good. But something that I think is good, Travis, is that NASCAR has decided to expand the list of tracks where wet weather equipment could be used in 2023. These include ovals a mile or less, as well as road course events already. So the Coliseum, where they're having the clash this weekend, New Hampshire, Martinsville, North Worksboro, where the all-star race is, Phoenix, which is the end of the year, Richmond, the Milwaukee Mile, and Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park will all be able to have windshield wipers and wet weather tires to race in the rain on these tracks. Mm. Now, they said not a downpour, but damp conditions, which means as a fan, you don't have to sit and wait for them to dry the entire track. Right. I think it's a good move because I think you lose a lot of fans by having to take two, three, four hours to dry a track. But I don't think you could do this at a place like Daytona. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened when they went out there on a wet track. They all crashed. So you're going too fast there. But at a place that's less than a mile, I I think you can do it in in the dirt. Pretty good. The only other thing I also see is that they're all kind of flat tracks. It's like a place like Bristol is not included on this. So Bristol will still be possibly under um, a rain delay, uh, possibly. Mm. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, they have announced the removal of stage cautions at road courses. So at the end of the stages right now, well, last season, they would throw a caution at the end of the stages. And a lot of the drivers and a lot of fans saying you're taking the strategy out of the race. You're taking a lot of that out because there would be guys who would be leading and they'd have to choose. Do I want stage points and then pit afterwards? And then there are those guys who would pit before the stage break and then they would just move up to the front. So NASCAR has decided they're still going to give stage points, but they're not going to throw a caution. I've, I think that's the best option for road courses because it allows the crew chiefs to have to have a strategy. The, you know, you don't know that yeah. at every, you know, all right, lap 25, we know we're getting a caution. We can come in and get tires and fuel. You got you to gotta actually use your head a little bit. So I like that. I like yeah. that one. And the one that Travis has a lot of uh, people upset. A lot of people upset. A lot of people upset. Okay. Officials have announced that there will be a time penalty if any vehicle attempts an unsafe maneuver like Ross Chastain's at Martinsville. Yes, oh. they are banning the Hail Melon. Hail Melon has been banned. They said it is a safety violation, um, so therefore they are not going to allow this to happen. If you do it, you will have <laughs> a time penalty added to your lap. Uh. This... Wow. I understand why. He was going so much faster. If he would have hit a car, it would have done serious damage to the driver, especially with the health concerns we're having with this new car. And the driver's talking about it's getting hit in the back end that is causing a lot of the the injuries. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I also understand that at some of these tracks that you could possibly try this move, there are gates that aren't always latched correctly. Yeah. You're also right up against the catch fence, so you're right there next to the fans. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this is the most talked about thing in racing and in your sport in the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Don't stifle it. Sure. I say it's an at-your-own-risk thing. 
if a driver's willing to do that, yeah, and if a fan is going to a race, you accept a little bit of a risk that you may get hit with a piece of debris. Yeah, I guess you, depending you, on how close it, you sit. Yeah, and again, you can't do something like that, like this move at a Daytona or at a Atlanta or anywhere like that. It's it, it, you can only do this at a small track mm-hmm. where you're not going super fast. Yeah. Now, do you really think that the move would have caught on though with uh, everybody? You think everyone would have tried it? If not, if it didn't get banned, I think you would have at least tried it in that Martinsville race at the end of the season. If you're four points out and you have a line of cars like Ross had in front of him, why wouldn't you try it? What have you got to lose? It worked. Yeah, it did. So why not try it? I think for all the cutoff races where there was an opportunity to do it, I think maybe a Bristol, but I don't know because of the banks, if you would be able to carry enough momentum around. Um, But I think anywhere where your elimination must win kind of a situation, you would try it because what do you have to lose? Now, with that being said, and with this announcement coming out, which, again, I think – is a bad move because, again, you've taken one of the best things that happened last year. And guess what? It's on my 75 moments. We won't get to it today. It's a little bit higher up than, you know, 60. Um, but sure. with with this announcement being made, team owner of Trackhouse, Justin Marks, okay, mm-hmm. got on Twitter. And this is what he had to say. He said, quote, so the good news is these cars are strong. Because of that, the Martinsville wall car came back from the race with 90% of its parts reusable, which means keeping the car exactly as it came off the track as a show car would cost Trackhouse hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, we've gone back and forth on what to do, but given the new ruling that NASCAR made yesterday, we've decided that we're going to preserve the car as best as possible. Ross's move at Martinsville was a historic moment and should be preserved for the fans for years to come in physical form. The sport isn't just about the balance sheet. It's about passion and moments and people. Mm. So you, I'm hoping that goes to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I want that car in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And this makes the move even more glamorous and more special because you're never going to see it again. You've never seen it before. You're never going to see it again. Right. And true. this makes Ross Chastain even more of a legend. Like, yeah, without a doubt. He has, I will say this, I'm a Ross Chastain fan. Like, oh. a large part of that is because of that move. Because, again, as he said, I didn't practice it, and it hurt. And he said that post-race after it happened. So he accepted that responsibility. He knew what he was getting himself into. Mm-hmm. But it shows the passion and how badly he wanted to make that championship for and what he was willing to do to do it. Right. Just That's what the, we want in this sport. Just the crazy thinking yeah. to even try that. To even attempt it. Yeah. To even have the thought of, you know what, this may work. Right. Exactly. Crazy. Just a wild idea. So, yeah. That is uh, – those are our uh, rule changes. But, yeah, the Hail Melon being uh, – Can't have fun. Nope. Oh, well. Nope. It does upset Safety. me. We got to be safe. Safety. Well, you're in stock cars. Sure. You're going at some of these tracks 200 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But whatever. All right. Ready <laughs> to move on to our, uh, our our list here, Travis? Ready to move on to the countdown. All right. Countdown continues. The countdown continues of the top 75 moments in NASCAR history, according to me. Um, 
So here we go. We start at number 64. We're going to do five today. We'll do five all the way up until the Friday before the Daytona 500. So number 64 I have down is Tony Stewart's final win at Sonoma. Tony Stewart, uh, the final couple years of his career, very much controversial, very much was fading, was not a contender. And then Sonoma, he was leading, lost the lead on that road course, came back because Denny Hamlin, for some unknown reason, just couldn't get the car to turn on the inside. Tony got on the inside of him, banged him out of the way, and won the race. It was a dramatic moment that you didn't see coming. So that is uh, number 64 uh, uh, for that. Number 63, it's when Toyota got their first win back in NASCAR, or in NASCAR in general, on the cup side. And that was due to Kyle Busch. And it's so weird now that Kyle Busch isn't even driving a Toyota. He's driving a Chevy next year. But uh, Kyle Busch will forever be in the record books. And you think of all the success Toyota's had since then. It all started with Kyle Busch getting a win there. So, Oh, switching from Toyota to Chevy. Yeah, yeah. Number 62, Travis, is the legally illegal T-Rex car. Legally illegal. Legally illegal T-Rex car. All right, so this is going to require a little bit of an explanation. <laughs> yes, 1997, please. the All-Star Race was in Charlotte, okay? You think of 97, that was when uh, Jeff Gordon was kind of at his height as far as a driver mm-hmm. and his crew chief went to the car builder and because back then nascar allowed the teams to make their own cars they gave him rule books said you gotta stay in these rules so his crew chief ray Everham went to the car builder and said i want you to get in every gray area you can when you build this car don't break any rules but find the gray area of every single thing you can and break this build this car because it was an exhibition race it wasn't for anything it was the all-star race jeff gordon went out there dominated the race and won and just absolutely dominated after the fact nascar said you did not break any rules you didn't do anything illegal but don't you ever show up with that car again we don't want to see it we don't want to know what you did with it we just know that now we are making rules because of it and we're being more there's no gray area there's still gray area, but be that as it may, that car was kind of the one that was the first to kind of go, is that illegal? It was not illegal. It was legally illegal. It was in the gray area. The gray so, area. And it's called the TRX wow. car because it had Jurassic Park the ride on the uh, as a sponsor. Oh, so there you go. Okay. So, wow, that's crazy. Like a, like a supercar almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ran once. One dominated. That is it. <laughs> It almost has like never a, touched the track again. It's like a racehorse. Like, I hope they can't race here anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it has, I believe, let me, I, I think it has its own, uh, it may have its own wiki page. It does not have a wiki page, but it does have uh, uh, lots of, of background on it. If you just search Jeff Gordon T-Rex, it's the first thing that comes up. So, uh, yeah, this this car was the entire uh, gray area. Um, it, it ran one race. It dominated that race and was banned by NASCAR, said uh, Ray Everham. So they wanted to build the ultimate race car by the rule book. That's what their team owner said. And so, uh, yeah. Jurassic Park the ride. Jurassic Park the ride. Very nice. So there you go. Afterward, the car's passed inspection, but due to its incredible on-track performance and radical design, NASCAR officials made it clear that it wouldn't be legal moving forward. 
Mm. And as Ray Everham said, if it wasn't for Jeff Gordon driving that car, it might still be legal. If Jeff didn't drive it the way he did, it would still probably be legal. But because he went out there and dominated everything. Yeah. So there you go. But <laughs> uh, look at that sweet T-shirt there. From oh, I know. Right. Oh, isn't that good stuff? <laughs> Something has survived. Yes. <laughs> but the uh, car did not. No. Well, I believe it is in the Hendrix Motorsports uh, shop. Well, it should be. I mean, it should. That's one of those again that should be at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like it should be there. Yeah. Um, number sixty-one, Travis, is Michael McDowell's Texas crash during qualifying. Have you ever seen this accident? I don't know if I have. It is the scariest one-car crash I have ever seen. Um, it is without a doubt. Just everything about it went wrong, uh, in, in lack of a better word. So I'm going to uh, play this here. It's only uh, uh, 31 seconds here. So we'll play this uh, live for Travis to see uh, with no sound on. Obviously. And uh, Okay, here we go. So he's going out for qualifying by himself. Heads into turn number one. Yep. Wow. That took a a sudden turn. Sudden turn. Oh, my goodness. Wrecked, flipped, on fire. And he walked out and was unharmed. Totally unharmed. But it was one of the scariest single car accidents that I have ever seen. Just going into the turn and then just uh, uh, right right into the wall. Going into that corner, the the announced team actually was just talking. uh, They were talking to some other drivers and saying they're going about 205 miles an hour heading into that turn. And the car just got loose, and he turned to the right to correct it because he felt it going, you know, the back end spinning out, and it just snapped right up into the wall. Wow. It's scary. Scary accident, but the fact he walked away unharmed, Showed you the safety of NASCAR at the time. Yeah. And the final one for this five, Travis, we're going all the way back to 1967. Wow. The Daytona 500 of 1967 and the winner of it, which was Mario Andretti. That's right. The famous Andretti Mm. won the Daytona 500. And today, he is still the only one to ever win in their career the Daytona 500, the Indy 500, and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mm-hmm. kind of the three prestigious races in the three different forms. You know, you got open wheel with Indy, NASCAR stock car, and then Le Mans is a sport car. Yeah. He's the only driver ever in his career to win all three. Second closest wow. is A.J. Foyt, who won the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500. So, there you mm-hmm. go. Wow. That's pretty historic, Legend. right? Absolutely. I mean, Mario Legend. is Mario. Like, Mario Andretti just, still to this day, just seems like a cool dude. Yeah. I'd go hang out with him. Sure. Mario, if you're listening, I'd hang out with you. Nice. Nice racing. So, there you go. That is uh, it's what we got, Travis. That's what you got. What we got for this five. On our next five tomorrow, uh, we'll be talking about some more accidents. Um, yeah, I got, I got accidents coming up. We'll talk about uh, a death um, as well as a couple of, of wins as well. So, um yeah, got got some more stuff coming up as we close in on the top fifty and the rest of the rest of the field. Close in, huh? Yep. Very well. So, there we go. Very well. Like the like those five today. Thank you. They weren't none none were specifically super bad. So. Yeah. No. 
No, and the crash, everyone was all right. Yes, yes. And that was the first real test of the, at that point, the new car for NASCAR that was supposed to be all about safety. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it did its job. So. His job, that's good. That's all we got. We're I got nothing else. I got nothing else either. So uh, we'll uh, call it and we'll get on out of here. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We'll be uh, back uh, tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have some happen on Wednesday. I think the new polls come out for basketball. Yes, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh, so much more. And then Friday, we'll have uh, girls' brackets. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, IHSA. Don't let me down. (laughs) Don't jinx it. Don't let me down, IHSA. I believe in you. (laughs) Yes. And also tomorrow, got to talk about the uh, Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl rules, Pro Bowl games. I've been trying to avoid that all week, Travis. (laughs) And I've been saving it for all week. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. And we'll talk to you then. Peace out. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>